You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. A clinical win, a one-sided game through and through, and Chennai has collected two points with a six-wicket victory over Mumbai on Saturday evening at the Chipok. With me, of course, is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, um. Ideal win for Chennai fans at the stadium, right? At home, lots of opposition wickets, and also got to see Dhoni bat. Yes, absolutely. Everything they ticked all the boxes. You know, having lost one point. When I say lost one point, they had to share points in their previous match. They had lost a couple of matches before that, so they had to get back on the rails to their winning ways again. And where, which place better to do it than at the Chepok with a full packed, you know, full crowd supporting the the men in yellow? But I think you know the. I I couldn't fathom what Mumbai were trying to do today because it just seemed like they were trying a new tactic. They were trying a new way out. Where frankly there wasn't much need. Of course, this was a tough tough uh, assignment. Beating Chennai in Chennai is never easy. But I thought that you know when you lose three wickets in the first three overs, you're actually on the mat. You know, and to rise from there, to get up from there and put up a fight again is very difficult against the side which Dhoni leads. That is true, but let me also just get you all the scores before I ask Ayaz more questions. Uh, MS Dhoni won the toss on his home ground and elected to bowl first. Mumbai moved up, uh, moved around their top three a bit with Green opening with Ishan and Rohit at number three, but none of it worked. With all three batters out by the end of the third over, Cameron on six, Ishan on seven, and Rohit on a duck, his second straight duck of the season and fifth single-digit score this time round. Surya and Nehal Vadera then stayed. Stabilized the innings, uh, adding 55 for the fourth wicket. But Surya then fell on 26 to Jadeja in the 11th over, and the team was 69 for four. Nehal though went on to score his first 50 of the season of the tournament. In fact, uh, scoring 64 as Mumbai posted 139 for eight. Chennai were quick to get off the blocks. Easy sixes and fourths flowed from the bats of Conway and Gaikwad as they posted 46 within four overs. Piyush Chawla got Mumbai a wicket in the fifth. Sending back Gaikwad on 30, Rahane scored 21, Ambati made 12, but the target was always comfortably within reach. They lost a total of four wickets by the end, and of course got to see Dhoni bat as well as Chennai won with 14 balls to spare. Ayaz, as always, let's start with you telling us who your player of the game was. Ah, that's a tough one. I think uh, you know when when in a low-scoring match, especially for one team like Chennai, when there are so many players doing well, it's difficult to pinpoint or just pick one. I thought Tushar Deshpande was impressive. He bowled really well. Uh, Jadeja, of course, we know. So I mean, Tushar got three wickets, didn't he? Uh, Tushar Pandey got uh, Deshpan two wickets, sir. Two wickets, yeah. So I mean, you know, I would give it to one of the bowlers because that's where Mumbai were kind of beaten. You know, when you lose three wickets in the first first few overs and you lose Rohit and Ishan and you know three big big players, then and Cameron Green. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I couldn't understand the reason for Rohit to drop himself to number three. In such a crucial encounter, but be that as it may, he's not been making too many runs. That's the bigger problem for Mumbai. But I would, I would say, you know, Tushar Deshpande has also got now the highest number of wickets in the tournament. So I would, I would go for him. It's always a tough decision for you, isn't it? <laughs> okay, but let me just ask you this one question. You know, when you look at the points table right now, I think there's like seven teams that are within two, three points of each other. You know, I mean, Gujarat's at fourteen, and then what? Punjab's at ten, and they're all just what? 
four points within each other you would think it's a highly highly competitive season at least among these seven teams but then when you watch a match like yesterday night between gujarat and rajasthan that was so one sided and then chennai and mumbai today i mean you'd think that a lot more points separate these teams right but that's really not the case true and that's why it's you know it's very important to sustain form over a long period of time actually till the end of the tournament uh we've seen in the past too to you know the the playoffs the team for the playoffs being decided maybe just a couple of days before the playoffs start so this is not unusual but you're right i mean teams which were even gujarat had a bit of a slump and then they've come back on the rails again uh, we saw that happen to lucknow uh, also to to bangalore so it's been a bit of an up and down season for most of these teams and uh, i think mumbai it's looked like they had got, gathered enough momentum to see them through for at least a few more games but they they uh, <laughs> they've kind of missed the missed the bus today uh, and by a wide margin i think that's really the the issue and uh, yeah so i mean you, you know teams which are doing well and the problem is when there are so many teams hovering around the same points mark points tally 10 10 points 12 points and you you're not able to sustain the momentum you lose a match to a eighth or ninth ranked team then you suddenly have to restart again you know and that can become a problem so i think that we are in for some very exciting matches or at least hard fought matches i don't know whether they'll be one sided or not the reason why they could be hard uh, to they become uh, one sided mental is because teams come under a lot of pressure and then they try and do something extraordinary or special and then you know it, if it works it's great if it doesn't then you get you know mud on your face Let's just talk about Nehal Vadera, the one big positive for Mumbai uh, this season round only. In fact, I mean it's his first season in the tournament. He made his domestic debut also just this year itself. But a big, big occasion for Mumbai, occasion player for Mumbai. He's proven himself handy quite a few times this season, and I mean the 64 from his bat sort of allowed Mumbai to at least make a match out of this one. Absolutely, and he was so impressive in making those, uh, you know, sixty-odd runs because you can struggle, you can jab and poke and get some streaky shots or many streaky shots, but that didn't seem to be the case. In fact, the manner in which Vadera batted it just showed up how you know the others didn't didn't do justice to their talent or their reputation, and therefore Mumbai suffered. Uh, another so the pattern for Mumbai so far this season has been if you if you cast your you know eye back to what has happened so far, they struggled initially. and when they got into the groove it was either that at the top they were getting some runs and then they had somebody like sky coming good very good in fact and then they had strong finishers in tim david or some of the others though rohit hasn't made too many runs they could look at all these players to give them the scores But mumbai haven't won matches because of their bowling apart from pius chawla nobody else has been impressive they won matches because of their batting and if their batting flops then they're in trouble Actually, now that you mentioned Mumbai, I I was going to ask you about Rohit Sharma, but we have spoken about him considering he did score that duck in the last game as well. So I'll just go to a positive for Mumbai from that game. Pius Sharma, a uh, Pius Chawla, Mumbai's highest wicket taker this season, um, seventeen wickets in ten uh, ten matches. He's also like the fourth highest wicket taker among all teams, and he was bought at the auction for fifty lakh. I mean, it was probably one of the last decisions Mumbai made, but you know, I mean, it's turned out to be one of the best decisions that they made in a team that had such big big bowling stars. Yeah, absolutely. They hit the jackpot with Piyush at least for this season. Uh, you know, at at a very low price compared to what he's what he's delivered. 
Uh, I think the experience that Piyush has got, apart from his guile and skills, the sheer experience that he brings with him is, uh, has been really effective. And the kind of pitches that we've seen this season, there's so much help for the spinners or the slow bowlers. But by the, it's not enough to just have pitches which might help you. It's also important to how you fox batsmen, how you play on their mind, what do you do with them to tease them, you know, test them. And all of that Piyush has done like a maestro. So I, I'm very impressed with Piyush Chawla. And I think Mumbai, it, uh, luckily for them, they got him into their squad and even more sensibly, they started playing him from the start. Okay, I'll just ask you one more question. Uh, today's evening match is between Bangalore and Delhi. Bangalore can go up to third in the standings if they win this game. Delhi need to win to stay alive in the tournament. I mean, they are at six points last place in the table. It's going to be a tough fight for them, even if they win all matches. But, I mean, it's a must-win game for them. It is. It is. And, you know, as you mentioned at the start, the table is so uncertain as, as of now because, you know, there are so many teams which can make it, you know, Four go into the playoffs and there are, I think even now, realistically, there are eight teams which are still contending or nine. So, uh, anything can happen from here. But, on just going by what's happened in the past, I think Delhi are, are not looking the team or the force that one thought they would be. Bangalore have. Bangalore have been a bit iffy at times. But, they really look good when the batsmen, Faf Duplessis, Virat Kohli and Glenn Maxwell have got going. They've got bowlers like Mohammad Siraj, who's delivered really well. And now Josh Hazelwood has also joined the ranks as Hasaranga, who's been picking up wickets. I think the only uh, thing I can see if uh, for Bangalore to be wary about is, see, Delhi are not going to play with so much pressure. I know this is a must-win game for them. But I think they will, for them, it's like a do-or-die thing. You know, there's no halfway measure. But Bangalore might think that we are still in the running. Maybe we should be a little little careful and that could work to their advantage or it might not. So that's a big call that they have to take in the middle. Yeah, the other thing that could work to Bangalore's advantage is that Anir Nokia is not playing this game. He's gone home for a bit. So that's going to be one. That's one big setback that Delhi had. But we will, of course, be back with the result of that game with Ayaz. Ayaz, thank you so much for taking time out right now. Thanks, Pendra. We'll catch up later. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was today's episode of the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palod. And a special thanks to our guest, Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to The Quinn's Podcast.